You ever sit down for a podcast and get the squirts? Oh, are we going to do a hold your poop episode? Because I'm holding one. Are you holding one? Well, that's why we like stopped earlier is because like I sat down and I was like, well, I was thinking for this episode, hold on. And then I had to go to the bathroom. I got a blam. It would have been sitting in a wet newspaper kind of situation if I hadn't. I mean, I've got one on deck. I don't really have one pushing the envelope, if you will. No, no battering ram at the gates. There's no, not even a hint of a turtle head. Okay. Well, I mean, if you want to, if you want to wait until. There's one on deck. It's, it will happen eventually. Until we break. Do you want me to check back in with you? You can call break I, I, if we I'm, need break. I'm very looking forward to a hold your poop episode. I mean, an episode where everyone poop just now. Yeah. We sure. are recording. Right? Yeah, we are. I turned you up a little bit. Me. Yeah. Okay. We're ready. Yes. Welcome to When Daniel Met Rich. I'm Rich. I'm Daniel. Let's get to know each other. Find us on all of the social medias at When Daniel Met Rich. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, on Facebook, all that stuff. We have excellent SEO, so just, you know, go ahead and search When Daniel Met Rich and you will find us. That's how you do it. It's been a while since we talked. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I, uh, I'm kind of like in that limbo i'm in that weird limbo with everyone else where it feels like the world's burning but it's not but it technically is but it's not we're in this we're in this weird place where it's 2020 and all of a sudden um things are going wrong and um as far as today goes i'm pretty i'm pretty okay you know um it's my day off been working nice you've been working I mean, it's just normal day-to-day life, really, more than anything. I don't have anything to share except the fact that uh, grits are a lot more popular than I thought they were. Grits are amazing, my mm-hmm, friend. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that you have joined the world of grits. Yeah, I mean, and like I had had them before, like from time to time, but like I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I've just been eating them a lot more lately because Sarah started to make them, and I was like, "Yeah, they're these are pretty nice, you know." And then, um, and then I started making them. I like them a lot thicker myself with butter. Um, I had some like on occasion I'll put like chocolate and peanut butter in them, but like I hit the I I hit the Facebook today because I was like curious, and and lots of people coming in with the oh yeah definitely, and there were two very like interesting answers. Um, not not including the one where one of my old percussion structure instructors said uh it, when i asked what they where they where they stand on grits uh my old percussion instructor said i find them pretty challenging to stand on kind of slippery i'm surprised you didn't say that i'm surprised you didn't say that but probably the most interesting inputs i found were oh no there's actually three really interesting inputs on grits and where people stand you um said plenty of butter which is normal but then and pepper yeah where does pepper come from pepper is amazing in grits okay so i didn't have grits until uh mid high school i want to say we went on a marching band trip to atlanta georgia 
to participate in the Peach Bowl. Oh. So we went down to the Peach Bowl to compete with all these other marching bands. Yeah. We we swept it. We swept it. We rocked. Mm-hmm. We were awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, we got all the awards, came home with all the trophies. They wrote about us in the paper, and it was good times. Sweet. Yeah. I had a reporter come up to me asking me questions, and I was just so frazzled and sleep-deprived that I was just like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And that's what you quoted me on. Anyway, so while I was in Atlanta, I I had grits for the first time. And it was because my band mom, you know how like moms will chaperone and then uh-huh. they become everybody's mom? Yes. So one of my band moms, Nancy, she was like, you have to have grits. And I was like, what are they? And she was like, "It's you'll love it. Trust me. And I was like, okay, but what is it? She goes, just, <laughs> just try it. And I was like... You're not telling me anything. You are not answering my question at all. And she was like, shut up and try it. Like, okay. Well, how do you sell gruel to a high schooler? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, boiled cornmeal to that weird point. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So I just tried it and I was like, hmm, it tastes a lot like mushy popcorn. Yeah, yeah. So then I so then I added pepper and I was just like, okay, this is a whole new world. This yes. is amazing. Yes. So then I just kept adding pepper because the thing about grits with plenty of butter is that you don't need salt at all. It The butter and the grit together kind of takes care of that whole salt necessity okay. for you. Okay. But a shit ton of pepper, mm-hmm. great, great stuff. Uh, one of the more interesting inputs I have is um, from uh, – uh, a friend, I think she lives in Georgia natively. She said, uh, butter, hot peppers, and spicy shrimp. Yep. That, that's a very popular dish. That sounds like a like an absolute meal. Like Yeah, that was, that was actually the meal at my brother-in-law's wedding. What? Shrimp and grits. Okay, okay. No, that's not too bad. And it was really, bad. really good. I've read um, pepper jack cheese and green chilies. That sounds like it'd be good. It's very interesting. And then another friend said butter and maple syrup. Yeah, there's that weird crowd that likes the sweet to yeah. it. They'll add, like, brown sugar with butter yeah. or, you know, maple syrup or chocolates. chocolate syrup. I've seen hot fudge added to them. Which is basically it's, what my chocolate chips did when they melted in this morning with the peanut butter, and it just much. tasted like Reese's gruel. That's a mush. I can't to try that. It's actually really good. <laughs> I was like, good. Well, Sarah was telling me all morning, she was like, put chocolate in the grits. And I was like, okay, um, but I really like this as a savory meal, not a sweet meal. Because, you know, like right. if it's buttery, then it's just, you know, it's savory. I was like, fine. And I threw in some, some chocolate. And then I threw in some peanut butter, and then I was like, fine, this is good. <laughs> and, I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I finished eating it very nice. quickly. And the eating habit, habits, I don't know, it's really weird, you know? Um, we're starting to get, like, we've been trying to lean off of, like, the unhealthy things, because we were starting to get on soda, like, big time during the pandemic. That was just being lazy at home, like, oh, we can't do anything fun, we can't go out and watch movies, we can't go out and have dinner with the friends, I guess we'll start drinking soda water. And now as an attempt to get off of it, we're drinking Diet Pepsi. 
Diet Pepsi. Okay. I feel like a grandpa. Yeah, I just drink water. Yeah. No. Well, okay. Sorry. That's not. That's really not a good illustration of what we're actually doing right now. Been drinking right. a lot of water. Lots of bubbly water. Um, nice. Too. So, like, it's clearly we we drink other things. Lots of unsweet iced tea. I changed out my dairy. I don't drink milk as much as I used to. I was off of it for a while. Got back on, and then and then I'm back, and I'm do, do, I'm drinking almond milk. Nice. Dairy is technically bad for your gut. Yeah. And, well, once you're once you've hit that point where you stop growing, where your bones stop expanding, mm-hmm. you really need to lay off the dairy. Yeah. Because you don't need the vitamin D or the calcium near as much mm-hmm. as you did when you were building your skeleton. Exactly. Basically. I think I owe my foot my foot worth of height growth in my sophomore to junior year to That's vitamin D milk and me discovering it and then drinking a glass a full tall glass on a daily basis if not once then two or three times see i stopped right around when i stopped drinking two percent milk because mm-hmm. i went whole milk to two percent to skim okay right when i went to skim milk uh-huh stopped growing you stopped growing yeah, i probably i stopped at six six two Okay, and um, then and then you uh, and then all of a sudden you were in the sixth grade. Um, I was actually want to say sophomore in high school. Uh oh, okay. Sorry, I just assumed because you said you were always <laughs> tall. I mean, and you know those people that are naturally tall are just normally big, you know. So. I, I don't recall being short. That's that's a weird thing. Really, you know, because your height kind of determines your perspective well when you're at six two though you're you're at six two and 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 uh, what you're how how big was your biggest growth spurt um i want to say 12 to 13 inches no from age 12 to 13 i want to say i grew about nine inches 10 inches okay so I mean, you must have been like five foot, then. Like I mean, you easily could have beat me up in elementary school, is what I'm saying. Uh, no, that was never going to happen. Well, I know it wouldn't. I, I'm just saying, if you, if we, if I picked a fight with you, be because I was a punk ass little punk, uh, you would have won. Is what I'm saying in fourth grade because I was I was like four foot six. Yeah, but I didn't. Throw and a you were five foot eight. Seven. Oh, okay. I never threw a punch until I was, like, much older. Okay. I'm just making wild assumptions here, trying to guess how tall you were in the fifth grade, by deduction I'm not, and assumptions. I'm not 100. I, I would say I was near the tallest in the class. Mm-hmm. And I noticed once I started being – once I started hitting the back row of the class picture, I started getting picked on a lot more. Oh, because the weather up there. It it was it was typically by shorter boys. Oh, that were trying to prove how tough they were. Oh, so it's always go for the tallest guy in the room. Really? Typically, that's an interesting. If somebody's trying to to prove themselves, it's it's prison rules. Mm -hmm. Always kick the shit out of the biggest guy. Right. 
And that's why you got to so. get especially ripped if you're smaller. I remember the only kid that was shorter than me in fourth grade. His name was Brian. Um, and uh, uh, we made friends because I remember there was an elementary school assignment and they said pick they, – they had a classroom vote of like everyone pick which is your favorite, pizza, cheeseburgers, or fried chicken. And I picked <laughs> – I picked I picked fried chicken. Stop. I picked fried Stop. chicken. And Hang on. Oh, he's yelling. He had, he muted it to go full yell. He's going hard daddy. Hard daddy on the no kids. Cool. There okay. he goes. And I uh Brian was the only person who voted fried chicken with me. And I was like, what are these people thinking? He's like, yeah, I know, right? And I was like, I was like, how do you have a six pack when you eat fried chicken? And also, why do you have a six pack at eight years old? Because he was the only one who he was like four foot five, and I was four foot eight or something. Okay. So he knew that, like, by the law of survival, that like if 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 he did not clearly have the ability to break anyone over his abdomen by pure force, uh, that he probably would have had his lunch money stolen on a regular basis. Yep. You know. Figured yeah. it out at an early age. Well, I... See, I didn't throw a punch. <clears throat> but if somebody tried to steal my lunch money... Yeah. I would just be like, try and take it. Yeah, try and take it. And they would throw a punch, and I would... I learned how to absorb and redirect hits very early. You were just early on a class. You were a tank in the party early on i i guess yeah because yeah. you never nobody ever really learns to punch through your aim yeah yeah yeah. you know until it's a fight or flight life or death situation sure so everybody's always kind of naturally pulling their punch and so i learned that if you if you leaned into it with a fleshy part and just let gravity do the work, it would lessen the force of their blow. So I could take a punch very, very easily with very minimal risk to me. So that's what I did. And I then, could never really hit anybody back. Right. Just because every time I <clears throat> would form a fist, I would imagine them out cold and their mother crying over their lifeless body. Oh, I see how it was. Okay, but and so I would feel guilty for inflicting that pain on their family. I see that. I see that. Okay. Weird. It's weird. So you would I, just absorb the punch and call him a pussy, right? I would just absorb the punch and be like, "I still have my lunch money." Next move. <laughs> you know. And I also learned, like, the dodge step, you know, where if somebody's going to step into a punch, I would step behind their leg. So that it would kind of put them off balance while I was absorbing their punch, and they would typically fall over as they're hitting me. You should just uh, start a, uh anti-bullying class where you can, you know, create, like, a like a how to, how to uh, absorb punches and how to, you know, dodge bullies and, like, you know, you know what I mean? I think I think bullying is important if for nothing else to learn those skills because there are people that there are people in the world that 
don't know how to deal with conflict. It's true. And a lot and a lot of them are much younger and have had this anti-bullying thing pushed upon them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that I think that bullying is important for character so that you can determine what type of person you're going to be. Are right. Because bullies grow up and become CEOs or they become menial workers. Right. And it's based on their pecking order. And typically a person who's bullying somebody mm-hmm. is bullied at home. See, it's funny you say that because there's this new um, Trump memoir that's being uh, uh, released by Donald Trump's niece that talks about this toxic, toxic environment uh, that he grew up in where Donald Trump's father was basically the biggest fucking prick at home. And um, something I was reading about was that, like, it was kind of a a fight-to-survive situation at home, and that's why Donald Trump has the behavior he has is because his, his dad was a bully. And now we get to see this behavior with our uh, fearless leader. I am so glad you said that. Because I've been calling him fearless leader in my head for the past year based solely on the Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoon. Mm -hmm. Just his commands are ridiculous. Uh, Just a little bit. Just watching Boris and Natasha flop over him. That's that's me trying to segue us because we yeah. have things to talk about this episode. I mean, we can oh, try and yeah. start it light, but this is this is still you know. Oh yeah. There are things to be yeah. said. We can't really come out you know in a post pandemic uh, with the release of a million podcasts and not really talk about what's going on. Well, um, <laughs> the world's on fire and Black Lives Matter. That's yeah. pretty much all of it. That's man. essentially that's... it. Yeah. And the, the rich and the politicians don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> and it's, it's ridiculous just how many people I see online defending this shit. Like it makes sense. Do it's you, just, it's. Is that the conservative circle of your friends, do you think, um, as, it, uh, as it leans? Or is it. A be- uh, so we're definitely like Shades of Grey kind of people. Where right. we know we know that just because we see someone like doing the whole uh, "you're taking away my rights by forcing me to wear a mask" doesn't mean they're in love with Trump. It means they're pro right wing rules, which kind of puts them in cahoots with them. But at the same time, Trump is so bad that there's there's no forgivable aspect anymore of anyone who is pro-Trump. So, and I don't mean to interject, but that's why I ask and, and kind of want to talk about it because I don't really want anyone to quit out the podcast thinking, oh, they're just going to shit all over right-wing the whole time. There's aspects to everything that totally makes sense. Well, I don't, I don't know if you recall or not, but right around the time Donald Trump got elected, I ditched the majority of my political followings online and started following the Republican conservative side. I started watching a lot of Fox news. I started listening or I started muting my Democrat friends and uh, picked up a lot more conservative Republican friends Mm -hmm. 
because I desperately wanted to understand what the fuck happened. Agreed. There was there was no way in my mind that anyone thought that Donald Trump would be a good idea sitting in the Oval Office. Yeah. So I had to understand how and why this happened. Now, we're coming up on the decision in a few months here. Yeah. And I'm seeing how those people are responding to the pandemic. Mm-hmm how they're responding to the regulations due to the pandemic, Mm -hmm. how they're responding to all the protests and how they're responding to black lives matter. Yep. Now I list those separate because that's what the focus is on. Yes. Now reading through all of the trumpeting and the kerfuffle and the the just the menial meme bullcrap. Yes. R- reading around all that, it's all based in fear. Mm-hmm. All of it's based in fear. Yes. Yes. Okay. They they don't want to admit what's happening. They want to do the ostrich thing where they bury their head in the sand and wait for it to go away. And in the meantime, they're going to do nothing different. Because they've convinced themselves it's going to go away if I just ignore it. And I actually got into it with somebody on a post in a Republican right side conservative thing. Somebody posted this meme about the guy at Wendy's getting shot. I think you've heard about this. There was a guy passed out drunk. Yeah. At, in a Wendy's drive through Failed his breathalyzer test. Failed his breathalyzer, resisted the police, mm-hmm. grabbed the taser, and then got shot for it. Yeah. They listed each one of his crimes. And then set, and then he gets shot and dies. Mm-hmm. And that justifies looting and rioting. And at that point, I couldn't contain myself anymore and I was just like this post is saying he deserved to die yeah. this post all it's saying is that guy deserved what he got mm-hmm. what did he get death so he deserved to die now everybody that replied to me was saying we didn't say he deserved to die those are your words you choose your words carefully and I'm like okay I'm sorry I shorthanded it for you But this post is saying he deserved what he got. What he got was death. He deserved to die. That's what this post is saying. I'm not saying that. That's what this post is saying. Yeah, because they list the the crimes and et cetera. And if this is where we're starting, we can start with, you know, Black Lives Matter. I I really think that, especially with that case, that's something that I really wanted to talk about this episode, too, because it really boils down a lot of what's going on. with there's like these 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 and you kind of said like the difference between protests and black lives matter and you're totally correct in the way that we're beginning to boil down the people who are far left in the middle and far right the ones who make the excuses 
that say, well, if if African American crime wasn't through the roof, maybe cops wouldn't be so jaded. The ones in the middle who say, why are we fighting? The system is so fucked up. <laughs> this yeah. is this is systemically injected and has been since the beginning of time to stomp African Americans into the dirt and and systematically treat them like shit. And then yeah. the far left who says fuck the police, fuck the government. <laughs> and let's let's uh I mean honestly loot and stuff like that, which is a weird connotation when you attach those people to those things and maybe they're just pure anarchists maybe they're true neutrals right where they're like oh i see that going on over here i think i'm gonna go ahead and break into this arby's right now and get me a roast beef but as it relates to what what i think in in the matter of things is that like we can sit in the middle and and argue that the system is broken which is you know that can happen all day and people talk about like, oh, this was the worst time for this to happen, which is in the middle of a pandemic. And now we have people going out and and protesting and doing all of these things. And it it's really hard to find a place to bore down because of how big of a fucking shit show this is. Yeah. <laughs> because you've got um, police bringing violence to the peaceful protests with tear gas beating mm-hmm. people up the the rubber have you seen the size of those rubber fucking bullets that they shoot at people yeah and another thing about that they're not supposed to shoot them at people nope the whole point of those rubber bullets is you shoot the ground in front of the people mm-hmm. and the ricochet scatters the crowd yes okay that rubber bullet is designed to hit concrete break apart and stun everybody that it hits. It's basically like turning a slug into buckshot. Yes. But if you shoot it directly at somebody, it's going to kill. It can kill. It can kill. Because it's not going to shatter. No. So they're breaking up the peaceful protests with violence. Naturally, the people respond with violence. I'd like to interject here very quickly. Um, all of you second right amendment toters vote trump so they don't take away our guns where the fuck were you when the police were suppressing peaceful protests moving on moving on (laughs) um moving on we 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 caught the police dead to rights in in the fucking issues they have um when they kneeled on a guy's neck for what eight nine minutes while he's saying i can't breathe they clearly they four of them can't handle this guy and they sit on his neck with their fucking knee we we have them dead to rights no wonder we went and protested like it's infuriating but like we caught it all on camera and then it took the system forever to arrest a man who clearly murdered another man On tape, mm-hmm. take away the police factor. Take away the the African-American factor. You have a man who killed another man, 
and it took so long for them to do anything about it. I understand the sentiment of wanting to protect the police, and that's where things get complicated. I don't argue that um, the gentleman who was shot at Wendy's um, deserved to die because he had a list of crimes that he was he was guilty for maybe he wasn't guilty for them maybe these were charges he was acquitted of because he was out of jail clearly but he pointed a taser at a police officer and that police officer had a right to defend himself and that's where it becomes such a muddled mucky fucked up situation in the light that? in in the light that there are details that will come to light where th- said police officer's uh, partner said oh yeah and he kicked the guy on the ground and called him an idiot and all this stuff but i went also went to a right-wing conservative news outlet and watched the 20 minute body cam footage of them trying to wrestle this guy down for like mm-hmm. n- 10 15 minutes and he's just fighting them and fighting them and wrestling them they just wanted to take him to the drunk tank he was drunk in public it was public drunkenness they wanted to take him to the drunk tank let him sober up overnight and let him go but the man pulled a taser off of the officer and the officer said do not do that he did not pull his gun and go wrong move motherfucker while he's point blank (laughs) which is something i would expect from an angry person but he waited until the last possible moment there's also a, a, a testimony from the partner that two shots had already been fired with the taser and tasers only have two shots in the first place and this is something that the cop could have identified should have identified I can't argue the semantics of where a taser should and shouldn't work and Um, the way these decisions shouldn't be made. But what I can tell you is that if you asked – if you asked me, Daniel, how do you think the best way to get shot by a police officer is? I would tell you I think the best way to get shot by a police officer is to point a weapon at a police officer. Right. I, I'm not arguing the fact of whether or not what the police did at that to that guy at the Wendy's is right or wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I think the police were justified in the actions they took based on their judgment at the time of the incident. Okay, that that's that's fine. They gave him so much leeway. They gave him every chance. He was drunk, belligerent, and didn't, and I'm not going to say that he got what was coming to him. No, we do not feel that way. But I, I do not feel that way at all. Okay. I don't, I don't think that anyone in that situation was right or wrong. I do. I think it could have been handled better. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't there and I, I'm not qualified to make that judgment call on that. But based on this post and this particular thing on Facebook that they were saying, 
that is not the cause for rioting and looting. No. So it's not that a guy got piss piss drunk in the drive-thru at Wendy's and ended up getting shot by cops because he did all of these things wrong. It's the system in place that needs to change. These police officers are giving minimal training, lethal weapons, and then put on the street. If they expanded their training to where they knew how to deal with people in that situation, yep, all of that could have been avoided. All of it. Every yes. step of it. Okay? Police are not trained in how to deal with a passed out drunk guy that's fearful of police because of the color of his skin and a lifetime of treatment mm-hmm. by different racist police. Yes. They're not trained to deal with that. So Mm-mm. if somebody else had come in unarmed and said, hey, man, let's let's move you over here. You're kind of holding stuff up, you know. You know, I know you want to get a burger here. Let me get you your burger. Let's just move you over here. Let us take okay? you home. Let us take you home. Let you sleep it off. Let's relax. Mm-hmm. We're going to get you fed. We're going to get you in bed. Okay. Now, is that how that situation started? I Once again, I don't know. I wasn't there. It could have started that way. And he just freaked the fuck out because he saw badges and weapons. I don't know. And But there's a system in place that is perfectly designed for these results. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And we don't want these results anymore. So we need to change the system. That's what all the protests are about. That's what all the rioting's about. That's what all the looting's about. Well, the rioting and looting is probably something different. But Very possibly could be. Yeah. Because I have seen, like I said, for three years now, I've been following a bunch of right wing and yeah. conservative people, sites, uh-huh. news, things of that nature. And I firmly believe that every bit of the rioting and looting, white nationalists infiltrating the protests and throwing the bricks. Because in a highly tense situation, one shot is all it takes to start bedlam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's both. Honestly, I I just don't blame any Afri- any African American protester or any protester at all. Yes, I'm ninety nine percent certain that white nationalists are probably inserting themselves to create violent situations. Um, but at the same time, uh, what are these other protesters going to do when the cops start shooting pepper spray into? peaceful protests you know and before we get too far off of the the um i think it was trayvon martin it's been a minute we haven't gotten to get to this for a minute and so the names aren't fresh in my mind i don't think yeah trayvon martin is ages ago um yeah as long as i'm saying the names that's all that matters um brianna taylor's relatively new elijah mcclain yes relatively new and hits home that was in okay rayshard brooks was the man who was shot at the wendy's um and to quickly argue 
what I said earlier, I said, I said, if you ask me, how do you get shot by the cops? You point a weapon at him. Um, but to argue the the devil's advocate before we get off of that, I think it's also a fair question for someone to ask. Uh, you know, um, Daniel, what would you think if most of your encounters with the police, irregardless, ended up with you dead? What? How would you behave then? And that's a reality. That is a reality for these people because of the systematic infiltration of hate into our law enforcement system. And you're right. As it relates to the to the to the riots and the looting, it's really hard because we've seen all kinds of shit. We've seen we've seen uh, white nationalists throwing. And starting these fights, we've seen African American protesters coming in and trying to break into places. I've seen people uh, stand in front of white and black protesters trying to loot and riot, going, "Stop! This isn't helping anything. You're only painting this entire endeavor in a negative light if you if you begin to be a criminal." And then I've also uh, I saw a funny clip of a uh, uh, of a cop with a giant rip saw um, breaking into a jewelry, sh- jewelry store during the riots mayhaps to pin it on rioters. Um, right. Media outlets reporting that the police say there were 10 million in stolen goods from this store and that company saying we don't keep any goods in that store. Right. So nothing could be stolen. Yeah. That yeah, I saw that one. The jewelry store that yes. got broken into and the police were like by the three, NYPD. Yeah. Over three million dollars worth of jewelry was stolen. And then the owner of the store says we don't keep them in the windows. Everything's accounted for in our safe. This yeah. isn't true. Yeah. Please stop lying. There's so much corruption on both sides that there's there's this war of good people having good messages stamped out by shitty people doing shitty things. And there's, it's so difficult because there's good and bad on both sides. It's that's, that's the thing you'll see cops putting down their riot gear and joining with the protesters. Yes. Screaming black lives matter. Yes. And there's the national guard standing there weapons down cheering with them and then you'll see cops that are just indiscriminately firing tear gas getting pumped yeah and they're not just firing tear gas to subdue people they're doing it to give a smoke screen for the cameras so that these cameras won't pick them up telling reporters fuck your rights yeah Uh that one reporter that lost an eye yeah it's bedlam it's absolute bedlam and you don't know you don't really know who to defend because there's good and bad on both sides like you were saying it's just a nightmare of a situation i love the way you said that out loud we don't know who to defend no we can't there's so many shades of gray to this there's no way to defend either side without being wrong i've tried sticking to saying Fuck the system. I try to stay as neutral as I can about it in any conversation that might come up with coworkers, with randos, right. which is the system. 
stop defending cops because they're all given minimal training but that training sure enforces the 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 supremacy of whites against blacks yep stop saying uh uh all lives matter because if all lives mattered black lives matter wouldn't be a thing it's immediately any person who says all lives matter at all period is immediately i'm looking right at the camera for this one anyone who says all lives matter is a fucking moron because if black lives mattered we wouldn't be here so no all lives don't matter all lives do not matter because black yeah. lives don't matter and that's here's, why they're trying to enforce that <laughs> here's the massive massive issue with all of it that i have okay yeah. you want an effective hashtag when it comes to police, no lives matter. None of them. That'll do. Okay? Yeah. Police have been killing black people indiscriminately for ages. They've been doing it to white people, too. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it to Asians. They've been doing it to Mexicans. They've been doing it to anyone. They are the arbiters of crime they are the ones who decide who's a criminal and who's not okay because i have personally seen plenty of frat boys pass out in the drive-thru and then get belligerent with the police and they just get subdued they get bum rushed and locked into the drunk tank okay even if they grab a taser Mm -hmm. even if they grab a baton I've seen a dude, big, muscular, beefy dude, with a baton that he wrestled away <clears> from the police, get bum-rushed, got pinned in the chokehold, handcuffed, then brought right back up immediately and thrown in the drunk tank. Yeah. Okay? I've seen this happen. Now, those police, probably better trained, probably maybe they were maybe they weren't maybe they had the same amount of training maybe they had been on the job just as long as those other guys i don't know but i know that that frat boy was white and i know that he woke up in the tank in the morning i know he didn't get shot Mm -hmm. now different situation different police different people different everything okay but there's enough commonality there that it makes me think, hmm, if these cops had been, if these cops had been better trained to know not to even show up with weapons because the guy's passed out drunk in a Wendy's, if they didn't even show up with weapons, they'd have been fine. He'd have been fine. It would have been resolved in a drunk tank. You're not wrong. There, there's six cops to one guy, one drunk, belligerent guy. And the only reason he was armed is because the police were there armed. If they didn't have the weapon to be taken from them, he wouldn't have been armed. Now, they have no way of knowing that, and I understand that. Mm -hmm. Once again, not saying anyone in that situation was right or wrong. No. In fact, I kind of want to move on from that situation because it's an outlier. And we can keep keep bouncing back and forth from it. Right. Now, let's talk about Breonna Taylor. A twenty-three-year-old. I don't. Don't. 
I, I'm getting minor facts wrong. Do not quote us. Do not really quote us. We we have the majority of, of the facts that we need to know to make an argument here. Right. <laughs> okay. She was an EMT. She was asleep. Her boyfriend was up watching TV, playing video games. I don't know. The police raided their apartment, and she got shot and killed. They say that he had a weapon. They say that he was doing drugs or had drugs, whatever. It was a no-knock warrant. They had the wrong fucking address. They did. They did. They were in the wrong fucking house. Uh-huh. And they shot somebody in the wrong fucking house. Because of a no-knock warrant. He initially started shooting because he thought they were being robbed. Her boyfriend started shooting because he thought they were being robbed. He exercised his second right amendment. And then when he starts opening up on them because he thinks they're there to hurt him and his girlfriend, they light the place up. And that is when they shot and killed Breonna Taylor. Yeah. No knock warrants have been made illegal, I'm pretty sure now. That situation happens all the fucking time. It does. It happens to everyone. It happens regardless of race. That is just a mistake. A bad mistake. Uh Uh-huh. And, yeah, it's a mistake. But somebody needs to pay for that. The actual suspect was in custody. At there the time. needs to be justice. It's just ugh. they still haven't arrested those cops. No, and that's and that's what the protests are about. Yeah, regardless of a guy passing out drunk at a Wendy's, that's what the protests are about. A licensed gun owner. Now, my argument in this Facebook post, I was using everyone's quotes against them. Basically, I was like, the the issue here is not that a guy got sh- passed out drunk in Wendy's, got shot, and that's why people are rioting and protesting. That is not it at all. People are rioting and protesting because the police are protected for doing these things. Yep. Okay? If a policeman... If a policeman kill somebody in the line of duty all they have to do is say I felt like my life was in danger and they are absolved okay that's it that's all that has to happen a cop just has to say I thought my life was in danger okay is there going to be an internal affairs investigation yeah are they going to go through the motions of a investigation yeah are they going to pay restitution to the surviving family? Depends. Money can't white, buy life. Sure. <laughs> They're white, sure. But typically, it's not going to happen. All that cop has to do is say, I thought my life was in danger and I feared for my life. And they're absolved. <clears throat> you gotta That's feel, all it takes. you got to feel bad for the, for the cops who are trained to do this trained to think that it's 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 us or them that mentality of Mm -hmm. no knock warrant shouldn't be in place anyway the intel should have been better in the first place 
there were it sounds like there were a ton of cops there i would like to think that there are a couple there minimum who went fuck this was the wrong house <laughs> we killed the See, wrong person like, like there's at least two cops out of the pen storming for a no-knock warrant. Yeah. The 10 people storming in there, I would hope that there would be at least two there that would be like, okay, let's double-check the map quest. Yeah. Let's make sure we got this the right door. Is this the right door? Yeah. Okay. Ideally, all 10 would be asking that fucking question. I would hope there would be at least two. But that's never the case. It's never the case. So... In terms of being able to argue back and forth in a, in, in a way that we don't know who's right and wrong, I think, to me, the most frustrating part of the Brianna Taylor issue is that no-knock warrants exist. And while it can be argued that needing a warrant to get into a home is a way for a a drug person to get ahead of the curve. It's not entirely true when you can just say we have sufficient as sufficient evidence. Judge, can I have a warrant to go in here? But instead they're getting these these no-knock warrants of of we're going to enter without warning, we're going to enter in the middle of the night. And there's there's also in a different state there was a cop who was I read this too, and this is a very uh, uh, wide, bland story of what I can remember of a kid who is also Afri- African American and was under suspicion of uh, having uh, raped a girl, sexually assaulted a girl, and the sheriff of that town got eight of his buddies and went with no warrant at all and kicked the door in. Wrong kid. Completely wrong kid. I saw a video of a pastor saying that white America should reign supreme. We need the Jews gone. And actually what he said specifically, you know who I'm talking about. He said specifically, he said the Bible says they will burn in hell. So why don't we burn the gays? Why don't we Burn the Jews. Oh my. Guy's a retired police captain, police sergeant. Yeah. One of the two. This guy was a law enforcement officer. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he retires, he comes out and he says, let's kill people that we don't agree with. That is terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we hear stories about cops who try to do the right thing. We hear people about uh, who go on ride-alongs and go, I basically watched this cop tr- harass people until they found someone to arrest eight hours later. Mm-hmm. And it's such an antagonistic uh, idea in the first place. But when it results in... Let's defund the police. To me, what scares me the most is that that's that's a very like all or nothing kind of. It's an easy answer, you know. 
easy answers scare me because it means you don't want to do the hard work. It's a pickle, Rick. And yep. and 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 the way I say that is they say let's defund the police. Okay, did you stop to think that maybe the politicians think I have enough money to hire private security? I live in a good neighborhood. Fine, we'll defund the police. It'll buy me a second yacht, and y'all can worry about the ramifications of anyone who just lost their job thanks to a pandemic and potentially next second Great Depression. Y'all can worry about what those people are going to do to make ends meet with or what without the, the law. <laughs> the police means. One would I think one would argue that it's it's also to like remove like tanks, like the tank size Humvees, the assault rifles, stuff like that. Um maybe not hire as many police. Well, you know, reallocating or redirecting funding away from the police department to other agencies funded by local municipality. So imagine instead of having a vice squad, you've got a you've got you take the funding for the vice squad and put it into Narcotics Anonymous or the vice squad is just there to bust people on their vices. Okay. Yes. They're busting prostitutes. They're busting Johns, the guys that hire the prostitutes. They're busting the drug dealers. They're drug busting the drug purchasers. Okay. The the whole reason for vice there is because it deals with the vices. Anything that is anything that's a sin, basically. Okay, that's what it's targeting. So you'll have undercover cops dressing as prostitutes, walking in known prostitute areas, yep, trying to get hired, and they end up busting the guy hiring prostitutes. Truth. Okay. So you take that away. Okay, because one, prostitution is a victimless crime. Okay, everybody's there by consent. All right. In fact, if you decriminalize prostitution, you get rid of pimps, you get rid of the violence, you get rid of the abuse, you get rid of the rape. That all goes along with prostitution being illegal. If you get rid of, if you legalize all the drugs, okay, you legalize everything and it's all regulated, okay, to where a person knows, okay, this is going to fuck you up. This is also going to get you addicted to this for life. Okay? This is what you need to do to clean up. This is what you need to do to have a good time for a couple hours. You'll be sick for days, and you will lose your taste for it entirely. Okay? Because I've got news for all those people out there that think that if you smoke a joint, you're going to inject your arm with heroin. No one starts with an injection. No. no one starts heroin with a needle. Mm -mm. They start it with a little bit of a bump. Little bump. Little snort. Little rub in the gums. Just a little bump. And then eventually a little bump doesn't do it. And then a lot of bump doesn't do it. That's when you start injecting. So if these things are legalized, regulated, and sold and taxed appropriately... You're going to get less addicts. You're going to get 
less crime. You're going to get less theft. You're going to get less harm. Okay? There, I know several people who died while tripping on LSD because they did something stupid. They took way too much thought they could fly and didn't take off from the ground first like they see a duck do yeah. they went to the top of the building and said oh. so if it's regulated to where it's like look i can only sell you three hits okay that's all i that's all you're allowed to buy you're in the system now you're not going to be able to buy more than that and honestly you're not going to need more than that okay We'll see you in three days if you want more, but you're not going to need more than three hits of acid. I'd have a lot more live friends. If heroin was regulated to the point where it was like, all right, here's your pills of oxy. This is all you get. Okay. You're not going to be able to find it anywhere else. Other people can buy it all they want. Okay, but realize this is what this is going to do to you. Yeah. This is how these things are going to happen. Now, if you come back and you want more Oxy, we'll talk about it. Okay, we're going to find out what the underlying cause is. But eventually you will end up on a needle if you keep doing it. Essentially, this is, this is what you envision a good way to spend that money from defunding exactly. the police Exactly. Okay, if you de if you just defund the vice squad and pour it into the resources to help people that have these vices, then you don't need policing because it's true. The social networks are there to take care of that. Mm -hmm. Maybe sex trafficking okay. would happen a lot less if we put mm -hmm. all of our vice efforts into stopping sex trafficking, where people are yes. enslaved against their will, women yes. and children. Who know a life of nothing but sex from the age of four. The major issue with the defund the police that I see it is that right now, as it stands, the way these police departments have been funded and have been trained is that they are not there to prevent crime. They are there to punish criminals. That's it. They're there to oppress they're not what they there. deem is lawlessness. They're not there to prevent crime. Mm -mm. Okay? Police stations don't prevent crime. Crime happens. Police are there to punish criminals. Okay? They're there to exact justice. I don't know that any of them know what justice is. It's true. It's very, very true. Okay? Justice is somebody stole it. Say somebody steals my PlayStation and I call the police. The police provide me with a new PlayStation. They find my old one. They get it back and they sell it, give it back to the manufacturer or trade it in for whatever money that the new PlayStation cost. Okay. That's Don't. justice. I am made whole. Yes. For what was ha what had happened to me. And the person that is responsible for it mm -hmm. has been made whole because now they no longer, they are returned to their original state. Justice is an equilibrium of returning to the original state before.
before any infraction happened. Yes. Okay, that's why if you get if you get rear-ended, you don't get more than your car's worth. Yeah, because totally. It's just to make you whole. It's true. And that's a I mean, that's a great way to, to talk about defunding police. That's kind of what the article what I just read is because uh, it's the same argument of defunding the police is not disbanding the police. Gun control no. is not banning all guns. Right. It's the same way it's it's not the same statement in the way that anti-vaxxers are now anti-maskers. They are not apples to oranges. They are that's my that's my easy way to segue. Uh, that no, that was excellent. <laughs> but it's it's quite important that George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Rayshard Brooks. I hope to Elijah God McClain. I got all of those right. Elijah McClain here are exemplified. I don't know that they would want to be martyrs, maybe specifically, but this has been such a great great way to ignite and point out the things that are going wrong. If it results in a ton ton more protests, maybe violence meet, meets violence, I think at the end of the day, we're taking steps in the right direction. We're learning that the government does not operate in our favor so very literally yeah. these days. We're learning very much that the police have lost their way. Police officers have lost their way. And the people who they're let's be clear. I'm willing to bet cold hard cash that the majority of people that go into being police officers want to do good. They want to protect people. They do want to prevent crime. They do want to help people. But when they get in, they start getting 50k a year and told just so you know, an African-American is 75% more likely to shoot you. And they get told that once an hour every day for two weeks, if not longer. And then they get to live that at their job. Right. That creates fear. It creates a system. We still see color in America. Yep. All lives don't matter. That's why black lives matter now. No lives matter when it comes to the police. Yeah. No lives matter when it comes to the populations of Miami and Florida, Houston and Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, where the governors did not mandate masks to be worn or any kind of easy reopening of governments. In fact, these these states were never completely closed, I don't think. Not like we were, not like California was. Now, I'm a I'm a solutions guy for the most part. I don't really like to bitch about things being wrong. I like to find the corrective 
behavior to the issue. So, I mean, and this is, most dudes are like this, and this is why we fight with our wives a lot, is because women will just want to vent. And because we care about our wives and we want them to feel better, often the first impulse is to offer solutions to the problem. And we just need to shut up, listen to them vent, and then let them sort it out themselves. But, you know, I I want a solution. I want to know how to fix stuff. And if I, my mentality is, if you fix the problem, there isn't a problem. You don't have to keep complaining about it if you fix it. You know, I I don't like to sit there and bitch about the light bulb being out in the bathroom. I like to change the light bulb. Mm-hmm. So the question is, how do we solve this? How should this be solved? My solution, my idea here, is that all of these anti-maskers, anybody that's refusing to wear a mask, any of these places that opened far earlier than they should have and didn't put in a mandate for masks and social distancing and these things you just lost your rights to ventilators in your hospitals you just lost your rights to medications Preach. you don't want to prevent the problem you don't get solutions to the problem you don't get to fix this you don't get to overwhelm the healthcare system. Okay? If your insurance provider can go on your Facebook and see that you are one of these going, wake up, sheeple. This is just control. <laughs> then your insurance provider can deny coverage of you getting a ventilator in the event that you get COVID-19. When you say, I don't have to wear a mask. It's my God-given right. America, no masks. It's it's just it's it's the new anti vaxxing. So, it's the new so anti vaxxing. Mind bendingly stupid. It's it's so very illuminating. It's just again, it's the times we live in are incredibly illuminating of the people we're we're surrounded by that that we still need to uproot the absolute disregard, the absolute lack of integrity for human life in our nation that capitalism leads in importance before health to boil it down it becomes incredibly hard because one can say well there is no solution there is no like straightforward solution that is while on one end of the spectrum if they mandated an absolute quarantine, everyone had to stay at home. No one leaves the house. No one goes to the grocery stores. If you do not have food, the police that aren't doing anything because no one's out will be by with a care package, a two-week care package. Maybe instead of spending money on war tanks and pepper spray and rubber bullets, we can put that money towards feeding people that are going to need it. One would say, like, in a perfect world, that would be the perfect option. But 
people don't entirely have that option because we can't pause the economy. Things are moving like a well-oiled machine. Granted, that machine is slowly breaking down over time because, well, like Andrew Jackson said, if the sweater doesn't fit anymore, then the sweater needs to change. Which was said about the Declaration of Independence, by the way. Um, (laughs) And I think that if we put enough effort into it, that an absolute mandate of, of people staying at home would work. I really think it would work. If retailers were told to reshape their logistics at their warehouses, to put together care packages for families of certain sizes, and that drive throughs would be mandated. Good friend of the podcast, Larry Keller, told me, I work with him, we have tons of, of, of um, um, hypothetical conversations about these things. Online shopping is huge. Why don't they force online shopping? People drive to the grocery store. They can only buy a certain amount of things. They're not allowed in the grocery store. And then we load up the cars that way. You're told your order's ready. Park in space number 25 because they've numbered the spaces in the parking lot. There are ways to do this. And we veered back into the territory of what is the easy answer. The only way I could envision something like that work is that if you are an essential employee, you are stuck at your job for three weeks. You're not wrong. You can't leave the job. Getting lots privacy curtains, these things can be supplied to these places. Okay, but you're talking postal workers, you're talking healthcare professionals, you're talking the police because if anybody's on the roads, the police have to be there to stop them. Truth. You're talking military personnel, um, grocery store workers, warehouse workers that are fulfilling these online orders. Anyone deemed essential to this thing, if we were to completely shut down. For three weeks, mm-hmm. people would have to be will- employers would have to be willing to house their employees on site so that their quarantine is not broken. Truth. People at home that are telecommuting or whatever, they have to agree to stay locked in down three weeks. Care package could be brought to you, mailed to you whatever droned to you the fact of the matter is that's not gonna happen not everyone's going to agree ever okay if i had to find out that i had to stay at my job for three weeks surrounded by nothing but my co-workers i would quit i would find another job or shoot myself in the head because holy fuck, being with those people for three fucking weeks, my god. Yeah. I barely been with them for ten hours. But would Bear keep you in business? Would the government, if they rightfully deemed if was essential or not, in your opinion, and I know you were kept working because was able to claim as an essential business, 
is really an essential business. Are we allowed to say this out loud? Should I not be saying this out loud? We should probably not be mentioning the name. Duly noted. I'll edit it. Okay. Um, should my company have deemed me essential, they would have to make it worth my... Basically, the government would have to supply any of these essential companies with the appropriate funding, tax break, whatever, to pay them 24 hours. If you are on site, you are on the clock. So you should be getting paid your hourly rate for the entirety of your time in the building. Truth. So if you're going to be quarantined for three weeks at work, you're going to have to be paid all of those hours if you're hourly. Or you're going to have to agree to an amount or whatever. Right. Split the difference, you know, kind of supply everybody with a leasing contract, essentially. You will be paid this lump sum for your time here. This is what will be provided for you. This is the hygiene we will be providing. This is, you know, these are the things we will do. I think that might be able to possibly if it were done right i don't have faith in anyone to do it right and that's kind of like semantics right of like how could we pull it off how could we do it and i feel like officials feel like it's it's just too hard to do it um it doesn't help that our president is an actual moron an actual like terrible person <laughs> i don't know what else to say anymore um and and instead of maybe arguing semantics about that we can get back to the macro view of how this has been handled maybe not so much about how people have been taking it but how it went wrong what i mean i don't it sucks because here we are in another shade of gray situation where Donald Trump is an absolute fucking monster. Absolute. I would say that's fair. It's hard because we know people who voted for him because they didn't want Hillary. I think they just shouldn't have voted. Um, but like that's the other side of all of these different it is. conversations. It I'm is. Seeing. And when we lean into this we can call Donald Trump a monster as much as we want, but it's kind of like watching a child throw temper tantrums once or twice a day on Twitter and in, in, in press conferences where we don't take children throwing temper tantrums seriously. We just don't take them seriously. We just go, okay, child, okay. Are you done? Do you want a cookie? Are you ready for lunch? You want your PBJ sandwich? Because we have to take care of you because you're a human being. Maybe one day you'll gain these values that make you a human being, right? And at first I was listening to all of the, the daily briefings at the White House, and I, I had to stop because I wanted to reach through and just slap the fuck out of that fucking moron. I just wanted to slap. I just wanted to fucking bend him over my knee, pull his pants down, and fucking spank him. <laughs> I, can't, I can't handle 
watching any of the press conferences, anything direct from the White House, I can't handle watching or hearing mm-hmm. any of it. The He has trouble with any word that is more than three syllables. Yes. Any word with more than three syllables, he has trouble with. Whether it's pronouncing it, using it correctly, it's just a shit show. He has... This guy barely has a fourth grade education. Truth. And he's got his finger on the fucking button. He's the commander in chief. Truth. He and also. People being like, I, I can be critical of Trump and not be critical of the military. He's the commander in chief. He's the head of the fucking military. You can't. Yeah, you're gonna be critical of both. Or maybe I had that flipped. I'm not sure. No, you're not. Uh, it's it, awesome. Well, it comes from all directions, right? Um, yeah. Because he sounds like an idiot because of the dumb things he says. Because he's uneducated. You're correct. He can't pronounce words rarely correctly and he has issues talking about anything that is not about himself he is a massive narcissist massive narcissist will only talk about himself and all of these great things he's done for us one thing that kind of sucks is he probably does that one because yes he was already self-involved in the first place you know a great way to make a narcissist defend themselves more is attack them more and that's all it's mm-hmm. been for four years is press yep. and anti-trump attacking trump this is why you unfollowed your left wing is because you knew what they were going to be saying the entire four years right yeah and we're getting to a point now where we have the biggest one of the biggest catastrophes in american history and easily the worst presidential candidate of all time when this issue happened and for what because <laughs> jobs put up the wall they're taking our jobs i digress i feel like that's a whole other conversation that we kind of have had on and off but as it relates this has bit so many people in the ass and i and i hate to to It's another hard shade of gray where Donald Trump is an absolute monster. But um, the reason I was listening to him in the beginning is because I was waiting to see what he would do. I I watched the first two weeks of press con- conferences because I was I was wa- I was like okay this is it this is the undeniable opportunity for him to go I'm talking to the governors about doing complete shutdowns I'm talking to the governors about getting these things done I'm talking to China and the UN and the WHO how to best take care of Americans but instead he said this isn't even going to hit us I checked for the first 2 weeks and just hoping that he would kick it into high gear, that he would turn to someone else in the room and go, all right, guys, I'm great at running businesses, and I did my best to bump the economy in America, but this is out of my league, and I've done a lot of things to really screw the pooch on this. What can I do? 
he had the opportunity to get humble to save hundreds of thousands of lives. And instead, he pretended like it wasn't a problem for three months as it devastated people across the globe. Mm -hmm. He acted like it wasn't a problem. To this day, has not been seen in a fucking face mask. Because he does not want to admit it's a problem. Do you... Did you know that Dr. Fauci was in his off was in office during Obama's administration? He's been in office for several. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the Ebola pandemic? Yes. During yes. Obama's administration. Oh yeah. Um, do you remember hearing about it near as much, or do you remember any effect it had on your life in general? Um, I remember that it was a concern. I remember that it was a concern and that um, Obama was acting uh, rigorous, rigorously to give them whatever support they needed and also do whatever we needed to do. My experience in all of that was that I never heard Dr. Fauci's name during that Ebola pandemic. Yeah. I never saw Ebola personally affect me. Didn't know who Fauci I was saw, until this. I saw there were I saw like random jokes and everything about people getting Ebola, and I saw random jokes about people in the hospital surviving Ebola. But I never heard Dr. Fauci's name. I never saw him on a conference or anything. I no, because Obama just fucking listened to him. <laughs> he just did what he said. Yeah. He said, you know what? I'm a politician. I'm not a fucking doctor. There's a doctor who deals specifically in shit like this. Let's listen to him. Uh -huh. Everybody give your ears over here. And he was just like, do this, do this, do this, you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, folks, do this, this, and this, and you'll be fine. Okay? Cool. In a, in a, in a simplified version, yeah, in a simplified version, you rewind to 2012, 2000. Whenever the I think the what the Ebola the Ebola pandemic was like 2014 I thought 16 nah. oh it was towards the end of know. Obama's presidency and you think about that that pandemic it's like sitting in a house on fire and you're in one room and then you see that the other room is on fire mm -hmm. Obama said fuck we better put that out now before it spreads to the other rooms. Trump said <laughs> Trump's just saying I the fire will never touch this room. This this is the best room for avoiding fire, okay? You're not gonna have any fire in this room unless unless well, it's just not gonna happen. So let's just let's just leave the fire over there. We'll focus on this room because this room's amazing and there's there's no way there's ever gonna be any fire in this room, okay? And if you need me, I'll be golfing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, bleeding ass cracker. <sighs> <sighs> Anyways, are you guys are are all you pro Trumps happy we have a wall now? Or all you pro Trumps <laughs> around the fucking White House? <laughs> yeah, right. Ain't that the truth? Are you pro Trumps happy that this motherfucker went to a church he wasn't invited to to take a picture with a book he doesn't read? I said a while ago <clears throat> something completely different. I said if you surround yourself with yes men 
that is the company you will have as you fall. Yes. Trump has made an entire business strategy around surrounding himself with yes men. Okay, look at how much turnover he's had in his administration. Because the minute someone didn't say yes, they got axed. Yeah. How many, I, I forget, how many press secretaries has he been through? <sighs> he's on his third or fourth. Okay. And, and, how many, and... uh, how many secretaries of defense? Advisors, two. But Advisors. one of them, one of them was arrested in, 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 well, how many of these people have been arrested on, 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 um, terms of, of, uh, oh God, what is the debauchery of, of, of truth words? I can't remember because I wasn't ready for this conversation. <laughs> collusion. Collusion. So much collusion. And all of these people saying, yep, Trump told me to do it. And then asked me to take the fall for it. Yep. <laughs> In their witness reports. It was just so asinine. Uh, you know, the thing is, these, these far-right people that I've been listening to and following mm-hmm, and everything, mm-hmm. they don't see it. They, they willfully do not see it. Yeah. Willfully. That means if there is even the slightest criticism or proof they just won't read it they won't hear it they'll dismiss it as fake news or liberal bullshit and it's like this is this is fact this is data yeah there is no political spin on this okay covid is around the fucking world yeah and the nations that are handling it the best the nations that don't even have it anymore heads up new zealand we love you they followed the advice of scientists and medical professionals. They did. They're still wearing their fucking masks, even though they flattened the curve and it's dropping. Yes. New Zealand is essentially COVID free, but they're still handling these precautions. They're still enacting these precautions. Yes. They're no longer quarantining, but they are social distancing and they are still wearing masks. We went from New York being the worst to three cities, major cities now. <laughs> three major cities. We have three New Yorks now, and New York used to be the worst epicenter on the globe of this, and now we have three of them. How? It Initially, you could not say it was Trump's fault. The pandemic? No. Black Lives Matter, all happening at once. The Great Depression as a result. Potential Great Depression. The economy crashing as a result. It none, of, was... none of the initial cause is Trump's fault. Exactly. None of it is Trump's fault. None of it's even his White House. Yeah. And that's fault. a hard part because you want to... We don't want to shit on a person, no matter how absolutely fucking childish you are, for something you didn't do. Yeah. I'm not blaming Trump for anything about COVID or Black Lives Matter or any of that. Now, the aftermath, the handling of uh-huh. the situation, he's absolutely guilty. Useless. 
Yeah. I was absolutely wrong about something I said during the initial election. And I said it on Facebook, and it's funny because I saw it not too long ago on a Facebook memory. Because what I said is everyone's over here fighting about Hillary and Trump and two pieces and piles of shit. And you better vote Hillary because Hillary is not a a businessman, a piece of shit businessman. You need to vote Trump because Trump is not a politician. And what I said on Facebook was something that you guys – no one understands is that the politicians and the rich are one and the same. Y'all keep arguing that we're going to get one thing or we're going to get the other. And on one hand, that's correct. Where I stand corrected is that I don't think a businessman can be a politician anymore. I don't think a businessman can be a leader based purely on the fact that Trump is who he is purely through nepotism. He inherited hard work. He inherited hard work from his immigrant family, his father and his grandfather. I think it was his father who got them mainly started. You would think that hard work you know, and luck got passed down through the years. But it's rumored now from a tell-all not a book from his niece that he paid someone to take his SAT. I would like to deny it, but you know who could pay someone to take their fucking SAT? A rich fucker. <laughs> a rich fucker. And I think I'm beginning to lean more towards the idea that at least – as opposed to like, let's not talk about the Clinton dynasty, but or the Bush dynasty, and the way they've all been passed around from each other. But the further you sink into it, I think politicians grow up to be rich and lose their way. I think a rich person becoming a politician because... They're rich because of their viewpoint. It's proved to be the literal death of thousands. Whether you are in a hospital bed dying of COVID, whether you are in an internment camp because you are not a proven citizen. I think they should change the inheritance law where if your father is a billionaire and he dies, you have to make it work on minimum wage for a year before you can receive your inheritance. Truth. Sorry, five years. I think five years, but I digress. (laughs) Well. Input. No, here's the thing. (laughs) A year isn't shit. Still live in the house. You can still have the amenities. Oh, yeah. You can still have the food. You can still have the the vacations. You can still have the the ski lodge and veil. You can still have those jets setting European private jet trips. If you can afford them. If you can make it work. That would be wonderful. On minimum wage. You can do that. It's true. I'm going to call it the Brewster Millions Law. Elect me. 2024. <laughs> you know what I think was the best uh, – uh, I'll run as your vice president. Um, you know what I think was the best uh, uh, 
the best meme that's come out of all of this. The most sarcastic thing that's come out of this. Not the anti-maskers. Not the arguments against Black Lives Matter or for. The best meme and picture I've seen in all of this was something that I think you shared. And it is a picture of Donald Trump holding a sign this is Biden 2020. <laughs> yes, somebody photoshopped out the Bible and put in Biden 2020 in his hand. He's just in He dug himself a hole. Mark my fucking words after this. I don't want to say blue wave because we do not know how the world is going to change. I think that politicians are always going to be blind. I, I, I feel like unless we fix things soon, the world will easily end before we can fix it. But if we keep pushing as hard as we are in the way that we have been, I think we'll enforce change much faster, much faster than it's been enforced in the past. I have to burp. I was burping. Oh. Sorry, Diet Pepsi. I think if you want to exact change, uh, yeah, you start at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Start changing the laws little by little by little by little. Yes. And then eventually you get to those big ones. Like there's there's several laws that I would put into effect if I were there in that place. First off, if you get elected president of the United States, whoever came in second is your vice president by default. So that means if Donald Trump won the election, Hillary Clinton would have been VP. Whoa. How quickly do you think those the the shit show that is election ads? How quickly do you think that would be talking about the candidate successes and less about the opposition's failures? So true. Oh, I it love it. It would spin that shit so fucking quick. Yeah. Okay, and it would make people take the primaries. Yes. Super fucking seriously. Okay, there would be no. Oh, you're polling badly. I'm gonna drop out. It would be like, no, motherfucker. I'm gonna be right there at the top. Uh huh. I'm going to keep politicking. I'm gonna keep on pushing to be elected. I'm gonna keep going. Because mm -hmm. even if I come in second, I'm still second in command. Gonna enforce the change. Gonna veto anything that the moron at the top says no to. Yep, and that would give everyone kind of what they want. Truth. So, so it would be like, you know, instead <clears throat> of, oh, there's just Democrats in the presidency and vice president. No. <laughs> There's a Democrat that's president, but there's a Republican right next to him. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's backing these policies, and you voted for him. So shut your goddamn mouth and live with it. Yeah. I, I have a hard time believing that, I mean, as it stands, a lot of us at the bottom that are coming of age... we aren't gonna see benefits i know i don't but i would expect most of my gen z's to see no benefits in voting for a republican party president 
until they basically stand on the same ground as a Democratic president candidate. I just do not see I, – I just do not see a Republican being voted into office again after this. I don't. Has this ever been a sentiment before that this could never happen again? Maybe after Bush? I don't know. Nixon. Huh? Nixon. Richard Nixon. Yeah? Was the one who first shattered the American people's trust in the presidency. Okay. Okay. Do you realize that's where the moon landing hoax came from? The guy who wrote the original conspiracy theory that we never landed on the moon, his main point, his main argument for supporting that idea mm -hmm. was that Richard Nixon lied and he was the president. <laughs> he lied. Oh my God. He was about to get impeached out of office. But he resigned before he did. <laughs> you can't okay. fire me. I quit. Exactly. He was like, <laughs> and he said, I have failed the American people. And because of that, I am going to resign as president of the United States. Okay. That action right there told this kook or what, whoever the guy was. I can't even remember his name now. But he wrote this book saying Nixon lied to the American public. The person that people voted in. And prior to that, Nixon did good things. He did a lot of good things. Okay? He signed the OSHA Act. He's the reason you can be safe at work. He's the reason your employer can't kill you on the job and keep working. <laughs> Okay, he's the reason that the, your employer has to compensate you if you lose a hand. That's that's why that's there. Richard Nixon signed that into into law. Okay, he did a lot of other things too. Gaping me right now. The only one I really know for sure is OSHA. But <laughs> sorry, we just care about because... comics, movies, and video games more. <laughs> well, no, we don't I, have time for all I of this. Like... I was looking into it because I was like, you know, what did Richard, which, what did Richard Nixon do that was so bad? Because I was seeing all of these different things that he did. And it was like this, we're reaping benefits from this now. Still, we didn't really see benefits from it until it was like law for three years, three years after he left office. But we're still seeing those benefits now. What did he do that was so bad? So I went and looked up the Watergate business. You know what the Watergate business is? Same thing Trump's doing right now to Biden. Same thing. Trying to cheat. Yep. Because he cheated his entire life. Of course he thinks he can do it in the White House. And it's it's just... <clears throat> but the difference is then people believed Woodward and Bernstein. Nixon didn't spend years prior to Watergate, debunking the press. Prior to that, presidents praised the press. They said, this is the voice of the people. Mm -hmm. You need to listen to the press. The press will not lie to you. The press cannot lie to you. The press is you. Journalists are you. 
they're out there on the floor just like you guys if you talk to a journalist tell him the truth he's he's going to make sure your story is told and if you want your story heard trust the journalists because they're going to be the ones to tell it to everyone yep and they're going to make you not sound like a fucking moron but then politics infiltrated press and then we got cnn versus fox news boom that's all it is granted uh, cnn does not generally sound as bad as fox news does (laughs) fox news sounds like a bunch of uh lunatics straight up lunatics but i digress you're completely correct I, i don't know how i don't know how the people on fox news can do what they do with a straight face they must be ODing on both yeah. talks. Siri. <laughs> they can say the things they say with absolute sincerity. And people just... They don't even question it. No. But a lot of it is because it's what they want to hear. It doesn't have to be the truth. It just has to be what they want to hear. We can't trust anything. The lines are so blurred. And in a, in the break of a century where everything is going wrong, it is only illuminated how much our system has failed us. Between the oppression of African-American citizens by police to the uh, oppression yeah. of the poor by the rich in the way that if you cannot afford to pay for your health care you will die yeah well i mean with all the with all the fines and whatnot and everything they've essentially made poverty a crime Mm -hmm. at this point poverty is a crime yes if you're driving on an expired tag and you get pulled over and you get issued a fine or a ticket or your expired tag. Then not only do you have to pay for the expired tag, which is, you know, depending on the year of the vehicle, anywhere from 50 to $200, mm-hmm. you then also have to pay the $150 fine for the ticket. If you don't pay that, then your license gets suspended. Yes. If your license gets suspended, then you can't drive to work anymore. Okay. But it, say you drive anyway. You are now a criminal. And if the cop fears for his life, he can shoot you. And all he has to do is fear for his life. He can shoot you dead in the face. And all he has to do is say, I feared for my life. I don't know. If I, if, I, if I gave a police officer my crazy eye, like Five Goes West style crazy eye, I'd want to shoot me too. I'd be like, that guy is going to come over here and he's going to rip my head off. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I don't look at the police. True. I just look straight ahead. Uh, And respond to everything with sir. You have to treat them like a wild animal. If they're necessary. Are they even these days? Technically, they're necessary. But if you don't have to have anything to do with them, you probably shouldn't. 
I mean, the reason for the police is because we have to uphold the social contract. We've all decided to play by these rules. Okay. Anybody who doesn't play by these rules gets subject to the police. But if we had more systems in place to uphold the social contract, we wouldn't need the police. That's what defund the police is. We're bouncing all over the fucking same points. This is crazy. All over. Oh. This is so, so, there's... So muddy. It's so convoluted. It's so horrible. I just hope we've... I just hope we poured enough of our own mentality into this episode, even as honestly uneducated as we are. Part of the reason I, I did not come in with a ton of facts is because I haven't been... I deleted my social media, a large chunk of my social media. One of my, my first legitimate posts on social media in probably the last month and a half was me asking people what they thought of Grits. Because the media is full of shit. Our leaders aren't doing a fucking thing to fix the system that is oppressing many American citizens. It's just a shit show. For those of you out there that really, truly want to make America great again, hold the press accountable and trust them. Yeah. Trust the facts they report, that they report objectively, <clears throat> with evidence, with proof. Trust those. Trust the ones that are held to a higher standard. And keep your phone camera on and out. Because in these situations that we're in now, we are the press. We are the best version of the press. We are on the ground filming as it happens. It's true. Shit, you could probably sell those videos to reputable press. Yep. Elliot I mean, was I don't a, remember a, when a, this first happened with Rodney King in my lifetime, anyway. Right. I was in 91 in L.A., right? It was it in California. It was in L.A. Yeah, it was in L.A. Yeah. I want to say it was 91. It was, it was definitely early 90s. Mm-hmm. And somebody happened to have a camcorder out videoing three police beating the shit out of a black man on the ground. Mm-hmm. Three cops that were acquitted. Ellie, and then California rioted. It's true. Ellie went to one of these protests in Denver. She went to a Black Lives Matter protest. Yeah? She she said uh, pepper, pepper spray is like spicy air. <laughs> and I said, was it peaceful? She said, yeah, until they showed up. They blocked yep. us in from three blocks. We were in a we were in a four way stop, chanting. Yeah, and they they blocked us in from the front and from the sides. And all I can picture in my mind is a military strategy. That's what it is. I uh, the term is simple, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. It was the whole idea was they put a curfew in place. They block the people in until the curfew expires and then arrest everybody for breaking curfew. Mm -hmm. 
what is the fucking term? I can't remember. Pancaking? No. Bottlenecking? No. Kettling? Kettling! Might be kettling. Might be kettling. Before we get too far off, just to continue talking about how Black Lives Matter really illuminated for us. So the pandemic illuminated that healthcare is actually a serious, serious fucking problem in the United States of America. And Black Lives Matter illuminated that the police have way too much power and are not morally obligated to they do not have the integrity to be completely morally obligated to doing the right thing because I just want to make sure we talk about this um, specifically about the elderly man in Buffalo who was knocked off of his balance hit his head on the and ground and left to bleed on the ground I've heard the minor argument that it looked like a show of effect that he got shoved once and blew it into proportion flailed his arms bounced back and then actually lost his balance and at this point it was his need to become a martyr his intention to become a martyr that resulted in his in his injury while that might be the absolute truth what did the police officers do irregardless the man is bleeding from his fucking ear elderly man what do the police do keep on trucking it's your number one indicator it's your number one indicator where their fucking priorities are. Mm-hmm. Quite an illuminating white, year 2020 has been. Huh? Just, uh, he, he was white. He wasn't protesting. He was returning a helmet. So a different police officer had dropped. <sighs> so it's disappeared from the media. I don't know where he is or how, how he is. I need to look it up. Um, I haven't talked about this. I haven't thought about this until we got on to talk about it today and pitch our two cents. I guess my closing thought to add is that I hope we've been a voice on this episode for the truly torn apart, the people that are in both sides of the spectrum that can't just hop on one side and ignore things that are happening on the other that despite the fact that we're not as educated as most because we don't live inside of the politics because (laughs) you're muted it's fine (laughs) are the animals going nuts yeah roxy's going crazy so i just leaned over and told her that nobody thinks she's cool yeah never so as it stands I guess, I guess just coming out of this, I hope I, I hope we've been kind of a voice of reason for those who are like truly torn, kind of like us, where we just see things that are going wrong. And we see people going at each other when we shouldn't be going at each other. 
We should be going after the systems in place to keep us down. We need to be voting for the right candidates. We need to be fighting for each other, not against each other. Athena is completely on board with everything you're saying. It's, I can see that. Excitement is showing on the camera. Almost. Dead ass Almost. wiggle. Dead ass wiggle. Let me just move this. So I, I just want to saddle Athena and I want to ride her into the sunset to the Bonanza theme. Give me a second. God, let me close the show. All right. So. Another idea. Well, last idea here. I, I truly hope we have been a voice of reason, at least. Possibly a voice of hope. I. If there's anything we're missing, please let us know. If there's anything, any point that we missed, anything that we just kind of sidelined or just skipped even, over please let us know even something we got completely wrong we're not against being corrected absolutely i'm just against correcting myself on the show because i've got too much to say to really waste time with going truth back. truth i will let my future views based on the correction reflect later but i'm not going to do a corrections thing but please let us know if we got anything wrong if we missed anything if we didn't sound your voice let us know if we sounded Looking against against your stance in any way please know that it's not personal unless Maybe you should reevaluate your stance yeah basically if, if you're for the oppression of Amer african americans which is the largest thing you know what i think we kind of hit it on the head we hit the nail on the head because we basically said let's stop the oppression of african americans let's prevent a pandemic from killing hundreds of thousands of people and let's elect a leader who is not a selfish moronic child yeah that's all there is to it mm -hmm. that is all there well, is to it <laughs> to bring it full circle for you All of this is based in fear. Every step of this is based in fear. Black Lives Matter is based in white people's fear that they are less relevant, that they are being bullied. And they are being bullied. Every single person is being bullied, but it is not a race thing. It is an economic class thing. This is about class warfare. This isn't about race warfare, but the upper classes have decided to make it about race so that you're too distracted to realize that you're in the lower class. Okay. White people aren't going to question it. If the black guy is the one getting kicked, they don't realize that they're getting kicked on their check right at the exact same time. They're just being kicked in a different way. Thank you for listening to one day. I'm Daniel. Thank you. Hope you got to know us a little better. I mean, 
contact us on all the socials and windam at rich at gmail.com yeah biden 2020 wear your fucking masks wear your mask unless you're you know would actually be ideal you know you know on a ship in the navy the only person that can relieve the captain aside from the first officer Mm -hmm. is the ship's doctor The ship's doctor can make a health a health check on the ship's captain and relieve them of duty. Maybe somebody should look in on the commander in chief and uh, <laughs> make a serious judgment call here. Yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe. The navy is part of the military. I could just give probably it a shot, you know would be another we yes. Could put man. an admiral in the seat. An admiral would mm-hmm. probably handle it. Trump would throw a hissy fit if it wasn't an admiral he put under the guidelines that that's he not my admiral. deemed incompetent. I can't be removed because that's not my admiral. Hashtag <laughs> not my admiral. I'm going to hit the record button now. Oh, you mother... <laughs>